there. Sorry we can't come to the phone now. Please leave a message after the tone. Hello. I believe I've reached Miss Amara Tano's house. I'll leave you a message, all right. Eugeo speaking. <laughs> Are you surprised? Now that I've found out your phone number, it'll be dead easy to find out where you live. Then you'll get another surprise. I found out who the holder of the Pure Heart Crystal is. And I'll finally get my hands on it. <laughs> Victory now belongs to us! Moon Podcast Escalation! everyone my name is jordan d white my name is chris sims and this is sailor business it's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week to watch an episode of the classic 1992 sailor moon anime and talk about just why it is that we love it so much and i hope everybody's ready to just have a real good time i hope everybody's just ready to have a fun just really fun time with like these fun wacky villains and these cool new heroes we've got as we watch episode 110 of Sailor Moon S, the death of Uranus and Neptune, the talisman appears. There, there's a lot of fun in this episode, and especially oh, yeah. with wacky villains. Is there? Yeah, oh yeah. Is there though? I can't wait to talk about it. Okay, because, look, I'll be honest with you. It has been a couple of days since I watched this one, and all I remember is, like, slow-motion murder. <laughs> let's let's talk, Let's bring in our guest. All right, so to help us talk about this week's episode, uh, we actually have someone that we are going to have a good time with, and that is our good friend Cassidy Stone. Welcome back to the show, Cassidy. How are you? Oh, hey, guys. It is great to be back here again. Yay. Now, uh, Cassidy, normally when we ask this, it's kind of a joke because it's only been about five minutes since our last recording, but it, it's actually been a couple days. <laughs> uh, so do you have any new Sailor Moon developments in your life over the past few days? I can honestly say that I haven't. It's a bummer. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you should have gone out and actively pursued Sailor Moon development <laughs> so you'd have something to talk about. Should have gone out into the world and found the Sailor Moon for myself. Turns out the Sailor Moon was in my heart all along. Oh, well, that's a big development. Yeah. Uh, now, Cassidy, one of the things that we, we didn't really talk about too much is that you are uh, an artist. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, we talked, <laughs> we talked about you coloring the Sailor Moon uh, manga pages, but we didn't really talk about how you are yourself an artist. Uh, and that's something that we covered in your first couple of appearances on episode 61 and 62. But I was just wondering what you thought of, you know, like... I really want to get into the designs that we've seen, because we are currently in the section of the show where it's just weird, sexy lady versions of inanimate objects. And I'm wondering, like, I need an artist's opinion on those. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, in the context, they make a lot of sense that <laughs> we got this lonely guy in his creepy dark basement. You know, of course, he's going to make some sexy lady monsters. It's just common sense. Oh, oh, that got real gross then all of a sudden. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry. But to be fair, um, I remember last week's episode, uh, what was her name? Doorknob? Doorknob? Doorknobder. Doorknobder. I actually did like her design a lot. I liked her shield with the door. I liked her creepy lockpick hand. That was pretty cool. I know we're going to get into some much 
much weirder designs later here. I I just feel like I, I think your line of thinking makes a lot of sense. I just want to know how long you have to be down in that basement before you're looking at the doorknob <laughs> and going, all right, let's give it a shot. Let's let's get, let's try and cram this door into my monster oven. Ugh. I don't know. You would think like he would start off with like normal stuff that like this is gonna make a real good sexy monster, obviously. And maybe like he hit that wall a lot sooner where he's like, ah oh, fuck God. I don't know what else is gonna be sexy now. Doorknob, cool. Or a door. He started with a door and then he's like, I guess I'll have to settle for just the doorknob. Well that is what happened. But but except that he wasn't resigned. He was very excited about this door. He was like, I got the perfect one. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> Professor Tomoe does really, does really seem to to just lean into it, doesn't he? So, Cassidy, welcome back to the show. Uh, thank you again for joining us. It is always a, a joy to talk to you. Oh, lovely. Thank you for letting me be here. Uh, Jordan, That's do me. we have any sailor business business? Nope, I guess not. I was going to say maybe this is the last one that comes out before you, you're getting married, but it's not quite. It's not really sailor business business. <laughs> <laughs> don't you want all sailor sailor moon themed wedding things sent to you well yes actually that would be nice <laughs> our listeners are, are very happy for you i'm sure here's here's my here's my question aiden is clearly a mars mm-hmm. but what am i i mean i'm sad to say it but you're a moon aren't you am well I? you know what hang on hang on okay this is serious i'm very mean to you jordan <laughs> Because I was about to say, wait, I just all of a sudden realized you might be more of a Venus. Ooh. Ooh. How dare you? (laughs) Except that we now know that Venus rules. That is true. From the one-two punch of of Codename Sailor V and last episode, we know Sailor Venus is pretty great. And she does have a dark side. And I do love to change into a different elaborate outfit in every adventure. So maybe that's it. You're always trying to show up the police. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. Uh, so I guess with that, um, yeah, I don't think we've really got any sailor business business. We've got some stuff to talk about during the act break. But uh, did I, without wait, did any... I tell you? Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. So because that makes it a Mars Venus wedding. First of all, everybody is going to be very excited about that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Hashtag firewood. Did I ever tell Hashtag you about love if you want to be more uh, more charitable? Yes. I think I've told you this before, but if I have, I'm sorry, and you get to hear it again. Did I ever tell you about us trying to put uh, uh, Serena and Darian on top of our wedding cake? No, you didn't. What? So we have little, you know, the little chibi figurines of Sailor Moon, and we have for ages. Uh, and so we said we wanted to put, um, actually, it was the, the princess and the Endymion figure. On top of our wedding cake. And uh, Devin's mother was like, absolutely not. Aww. You cannot do that. And we were like, well, we'll just sneak it on then. And she went, then I will make a, make the cake for your wedding a thing that you cannot put stuff on top of. <laughs> <laughs> she absolutely forbid it and would not let us do it. We were slightly sad about it. Uh, well, it ain't her wedding, bro. I know. I know. That's like, well, that's. That's a thing that Aiden and I have, like, learned while we've been gearing up for our wedding, is that, like, I mean, we're, like, you'll find out, we were talking about it a little bit before we started recording, like, our wedding is just, like, it's exactly what we want to do, and, but we, you know, we look at all the websites and everything, and it's just, like, 
horror stories about like people's parents. It's like you know, your wedding. You got you got married thirty years ago. <laughs> well, like I said, I said the joke is on her because now, uh, now her her grandchild's name comes from one of those characters. She forbid yeah. to put on the. <laughs> I, I bet she wishes she uh she would have let the cake slide if, the, if those were the two options. <laughs> no, she doesn't know anything about who Darian is, so she's not judging. <sighs> oh boy. Oh, oh I absolutely never plan on getting married because the idea of someone living in my house is horrible to me. <laughs> but <laughs> but a Sailor Moon wedding, oh, that'd be delightful, man. Mm-hmm. I was wearing a top hat. Oh, nice. Well, you know what you can do, Cassidy, is you can just have like a Sailor Moon party <laughs> with like someone you like, and then you get all the benefits of the Sailor Moon themed wedding, but you don't have to like live with anyone after yeah i mean i've discussed this before like i'm into the idea of having a party and celebrating me uh obviously but you know as long as i don't have to go home with anybody afterwards are there any any sailor moon characters who would would share that opinion who are like no forget it like that's not for me i don't think there are are there well i mean like i i feel like ray would be the closest to just having a party to celebrate herself yeah, she is my least favorite, but I'm thinking of like especially manga Ray, who is just like yeah, mm, yeah. no time for this. Yeah. yeah, from 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 yeah, from everything we've heard, we know about her from the manga is that that that's the case. In the in the anime, obviously they give her Chad, uh, and <laughs> depending who you ask, Venus as well. <laughs> well, well, that's not just in the anime the either. Too, yeah, there's a right, right. there's a lot. There's a lot of hand holding in the manga. And 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 well and also in the anime of course Darian. Oh yeah, that's right. No. The, the 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 super believable uh very makes a lot of sense romance. Mhm. That even that even the show calls him out on. That even Motoki <laughs> yeah. has to be like I wouldn't date a middle schooler, are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. Okay, so wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. So Motoki is the same age as Darian, right? Yes. And before you get to your jokes, that's probably a high school level, or no? Is he definitely in college? I yeah, he's in. I mean, he has a like a full time day job, so I think he's at least like college age. Yeah, that's. I yeah. mean, he's probably a college freshman. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, like unless he's you know unless he's taking like night classes, like he runs the game center. Yeah, pretty much yeah. by himself, right? Like we never see anyone else working there. Yeah, and I guess it's like his family owns it, right? Because we found out that they that there's the Crown Game Center, and then there's also the Crown Cafe where his sister works. That it's like, uh, and I think someone told us, or maybe it was mentioned in the, uh, maybe um, his sister mentions it, like, oh, it's my family's restaurant or something, and and yeah. and so we kind of made the connection that his family owns the businesses, right? right. But I mean, he's the only one we ever see working there. Okay, although. Are we ever there when school is happening? Uh, we're. I mean, we see. We remember we saw him uh, opening the shop up in his three-piece suit that one time. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> when he was wearing a, a jacket and a vest and slacks to go work at an arcade. <laughs> he was coming from a job, obviously, from a job mm, interview. He was going to a job, his job. college interview. No, you're probably right. All okay. right. Well, all right. With, with we all that, that with all that squared away, let's go ahead and get to the episode, starting with the episode title.
As I mentioned before, we are going to be watching episode 110 of Sailor Moon S, The Death of Uranus and Neptune, The Talisman Appears. Uh, this is available on Hulu, but uh, as of right now, the uh, SDVDs only go up to 108. So oh. uh, this episode and last week's, we are we are back on Hulu for now. Uh, I think they'll be, if everything holds up with the schedule they've been keeping, those are going to be out soon. And also, I believe uh, the Sailor Moon R movie, by the time you are hearing this, is probably out. Uh, I don't have my copy yet, uh, but it's it's on the way from Viz. Uh, and you should get that. And if you haven't listened to our episode on the Sailor Moon R movie, uh, go listen to it. That thing is rad as hell. Yeah, I want I want to get it. Uh, but yes, the yet? death of Uranus and Neptune, the talisman appears. Jordan, did our friends at Cloverway think that was an okay title, or did they want to go in and, and give it their own? No, yeah, they typically don't go with the super spoiler <laughs> titles, uh, oddly enough. So they could give it a different title. Um, yeah, I mean, again, you're not going to get it. That's That's so mean. No, it's not because you're not smart. It's because it's not clever or interesting. It's like, yeah, sure, that fits, but it's boring and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is the give me a hint. Like what aspect of the episode does it relate to? <laughs> like I mean, that's part of why it's so lame. It's it's like a very broad view of what happens in the episode like on a spiritual level. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I'm even more confused than I was before. <laughs> okay, I mean it's probably pretty hard to make an entertaining pun over uh, this episode. <laughs> oh, let's try. <laughs> what would we call it if we were going to pun this up? Let's see. Uh, messed up Messiah. <laughs> um, well, that wouldn't work because they don't call the person the Messiah, as we will discuss later in the episode. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> is, is it called Kill Your Gaze? Oh, wow! <laughs> no, I guess what's the what's the name of the what's the name of the 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 trope? Is it bury your gaze? I think it might be. Wow, that's mm -hmm. I've never heard of that. Is that is yeah? That it's, well, it's yeah. there's like lesbians especially have a tendency to get killed in fiction, like so they have a tragic love story. Oh, um, all right. Well, here's what it's called. It's called Destiny's Arrival. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, you see, like, it's like, how are you going to guess that? It's things happen. That is what it means. <laughs> Great. <laughs> no, I mean, like, like, look, I feel like that's, I feel like that's a perfectly fine title for this episode. It's just, you know, the death of Uranus and Neptune, the talisman appears. That's, that's what happens. <laughs> they should have called it Talismania. Mm, that, yeah, that would have been more fitting <laughs> for their usual. I would have respected that. <laughs> Before we get to, like, what happens in the episode itself, I love episodes like this that are, like, super fucking dramatic. And so, like, the teaser at the start of the episode or is, you know, full of these dramatic moments, like, Haruka shoving Usagi down and, like, Yuji all, like, like, on top of Haruka with the giant gun. But they're still doing the... Hey, uh, we're gonna we're gonna uh, murder Sailor Neptune here, uh, and and watch Uranus's reaction in slow motion. <laughs> like it's, I it is a thing I genuinely love about this weird ass television show. Wasn't there like one time where they didn't do it, where they used like a dramatic song? Yeah, they used like um, one time. 
They used the uh, the um, oh, what was it? The uh, the Dark Kingdom music once, and I think it was for I think it was for the um, the second part of the season finale of gotcha. season one. Okay, so obviously you need several Sailor Scouts to die to warrant serious music. Yeah. <laughs> More than two. Yeah. Two is not enough. literally everyone to die. Like you need it's got to be it's got to be at least three, probably four. <laughs> yep. It's more than two, and when you hit four, you get it. But for right now, nobody's dying. For right now, uh, Sailor Neptune, a.k.a. Mishiru Kayo, is laying on her poolside uh, comfy lounging chair, just, like, listening to a seashell, a giant conch shell. So, two things about that shot. First of all, it's another... This is, a, this is at least the second or third, possibly more, time that we have... Uh, done a slow pan up her body in a bathing suit. <laughs> they really love doing that for her. Second of all, I actually started the episode going, wait, who's that? And Devin was like, that's, that's Mashiru. What are you talking about? And I'm like, well, she has purple hair. Like, the one thing that makes me know it's her is her green hair. And she does not have it in this shot. Yeah, it's it, the lighting is, like, really weird. Mm-hmm. No, Cassidy, you you have purple hair. Yes. Oh. When, when you saw this, were you like, is that me? <laughs> yeah, I got real confused for a minute because I thought I would have remembered this from the 90s, you know, when I was like four. But no, of course not. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's listening to, because, you know, again, isn't that the, the tides of the tides of Neptune will always sound when there's justice unserved? I don't know. I'm making that up. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I think justice unserved is a little too far even for this show's <laughs> curious use of language, Jordan. <laughs> but yeah, she's just listening to the, the That's from the when, when Mishu was Scourge in Marvel Comics. <laughs> <laughs> that one? They're, they practically are, right? I mean, this is like a Introduction of Punisher in, in, in a Spider-Man comic. Like, basically, they're the Punisher to Sailor Moon Spider-Man. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she's she's just dreaming of beachy things. Uh, seagulls <laughs> and water and, like, the, the fucking Joy Division album cover. <laughs> and then eventually, like, Haruka shows up. And uh, Haruka is also weirdly lit by whatever stylistic choice this is. Haruka looks also like she has purple hair. And they are having a conversation because Mishiru has had one of her prophetic dreams that shit is about to get real. Okay, I do want to point out something Haruka says when Michiru's daydreaming, because it's going to come up again later, and it broke my heart. Because Haruka tells Michiru... You can't go into your own world like that where I can't follow. And that's going to come back later and it's going to really hurt. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff, though. That's that's really good stuff. Uh, Mm. This episode is a weird, dark shift, but it's good. It's all like it's also very, very well done, but it does not it does not line up with the feeling that we have been having for the past few episodes. Uh, Uranus is basically like, yeah, I, I feel it, too. There's definitely going to be a talisman today. Today is Talisman Day, for sure, which is how the episode kicks off. I don't know exactly what a day where you discover a talisman feels like, but they definitely do. They can feel it coming in the air tonight. 
So from there, we cut to Professor Tomoe's underground laboratory, specifically the office of the Witches Five. And this should be nice, right? Because they're always having fun. Like Tomoe is always is, like, okay, wait, calling yes, somebody up right. with his uh, calling somebody up and, and getting the wrong number. Or he, he'll be working out and talking about how he does rhythmic gymnastics, and it's, it's yes. all just really, it's all just good, fun, like goofy times down here in the basement with Tomoe and the Witches Five, right? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, yes, it is, and. Second of all, yes, it is. Uh, it kicks open with some amazing '90s hacking. Yeah, what is go- what is <laughs> happening here? Because here's what's happening. Um, UDL has a tin can uh-huh. of of it's like it's it's got to be like pork and beans or something. I don't I don't know what it says because the only thing we can see is tokus, uh, which like is it a can of tokusatsu? <laughs> But it's like it's got like sausages on it, and she's putting like a pack of double A batteries in there, and there's wires coming out of it that are connected to a five inch floppy disk. Yes, it's amazing because I yeah, when this when this happened, I was like, what kind of crazy hacking is this? Uh, this is how you do real, real, real science. And oh, there's a switch on the can of stuff. Sure, there is. Yes, I I do not know what is happening here. <laughs> okay, I'm not a hacker. I'm not going to question her methods. So I mean, she gets results. <laughs> like that could literally be what hacking is, and yeah. I would not know. <laughs> you don't hook enough uh, cans of food up to your computer. That's why you never got the skills. Yeah, yeah. Um, H- hackers, write in. Let us know what's your preferred meat for hacking. So she's like, she's like, this is going to definitely reveal who's got a talisman. But now I'm going to go chill out in the locker room. So she goes to the locker room, tries to slip her foot into her slipper, and okay, somebody who's... Okay. First of all, first of all, the locker room, the lockers, and the slippers are all decorated with just a single black star. Of course. Like yeah. the monsters have, because they are tight on the branding. Yes. Yeah. I love that. But yes, she's got a pair of orange slippers with uh, a black star on them. She goes to put her foot in it. And she steps on a giant thumbtack. I mean, regular size, but yeah, sure. I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's big. It's 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 regular size, but it is a thumbtack that looks pretty serious. Oh, it looks painful. She hmm. says it hurt a lot. She want and somebody somebody put it in there. It's it was this was no accident. Yeah. So she's like, "What the fuck?" And then she looks inside of her locker, and she discovers someone has released a jar of snails in her locker. <laughs> Snails. See, it's crazy hijinks, Chris. Snails have walked all over all of her things. I would not say crazy hijinks. I would say like someone's being like super cruel because then the door opens. Snails. Don't. 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 They're cute. (laughs) Then the door swings open and there is a note written there in impeccable handwriting with some some uh, and it's on witches five stationery too which i think is hilarious and the note says die you station wagon snail woman (laughs) and at this point i'm like i'm like okay i know that udl has been trying to tear people's hearts out and also murder the sailor scouts (laughs) for about (laughs) 10 episodes now but this seems like really mean. Like we were watching no, this, and no, Aiden no. was like, "Aiden was like, wow, UDL is facing a very hostile workplace." Yeah, it's very cutthroat. It's very cutthroat. Uh, I mean, there's five witches, and they're all jockeying for the same position. Come on. Yeah, because as we find out, um, 
as Udial is reacting to all this, on the other side of a row of lockers, we see the other four of the Witches Five. We can't see yes. three of them. No, we are, not yet. They are in shadow, so all we see is like lab coats and hairstyles. But we do see, uh, what is her name, Mimete? Mimet. Mimet? Mimet. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mimet. Uh, we see Mimet, uh, and they're having this conversation. Like, mm-hmm. Wait, I, you know what? That's funny. I never thought that maybe it would be Mimete because it's Japanese. I just immediately went completely French on it and called her Well, Mimet. they do pronounce it Mimet in the show. I just could not remember oh, the first Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So we see Mimet, and she's like, mm, oh, is she is, uh, is Yudiel failing again? Is she wasting another diamond? Mm. Yeah, she sucks and is terrible, and I hate her. <laughs> yeah, basically, she yeah. She calls her an old lady. She calls her what? I, well, I guess it's the other witches who call her an old lady, and, and Mimet, like is acting like she's defending her, because Mimet's the only one who knows that Yudiel's there. Well, yeah, and in a moment, yeah, but no, she's not defending her. She's well, she's being cold-hearted, and, I mean, she literally says, oh, yeah, and they're all like, uh, we all really want to be in charge, and Mimet's like, well, that's nice for you, but Professor Tomoe called me earlier and said, I'm next on dock, just so you know. She, she, you're right. She knows that Udeal is there, but she's doing this to be a dick. Like she's well, she, not. Yeah, I mean, nice. she clearly is, but she does. Like, she does say like, mm, "Don't talk about her like that, guys. She's gonna fail anyway." <laughs> like, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, that poor innocent girl. Um, so you and because Udeal says does say like something about like she's the one who taught them all how to do the job. Yeah, which is weird because Udeal like is supposed to be, I guess, the oldest of the witches. But only only seems like she is the oldest when we see her like in the full lab coat next to the obviously younger Mimet. <laughs> because oh. Udiel, again, Udiel could be as old as Usagi or as old as Usagi's mother. <laughs> it does not like the the ages are hard to pin down. I mean, in addition, I don't know if you. So you watched the subtitle, Chris? Because you yes, don't have the DVD, I right? The version because that is what is available online, and the DVDs are not out yet. I wasn't sure if it was if this if the dub was up yet. They, I mean, they gave Mimet in Japan like the cutesiest voice in the universe. Yeah, like she's got like this super high pitched, adorable voice. Um, that is not the case in the old dub, uh, but yeah, in, when, when she starts talking, so like she definitely seems younger in the dub or in the sub. I mean, because it's mm-hmm. all of a sudden she's like, ah, da, 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 da. <laughs> that is adorable. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so, so, so Udiel goes back to her computer and is like, "Fucking my mech, goddamn it! She fucking put snails in my." Um, and uh, and she starts typing. Like there's no tomorrow, uh, and her can of beans works, <laughs> and it starts going through every person with a pure heart apparently to, su- to decide who's going to have the talisman, and it's really going to figure it out this time. And then it stops, and she's like, "Oh shit, that's who's got the talisman!" But I'm not going to have the camera look. Holy shit! Uh, and that's that scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty yep. much it. Yep. Now we get my favorite scene in the episode. <laughs> yes. Hey, what if you had a talisman and a rainbow crystal and you were at peak energy? Oh, like, shit. What, what would happen then? Now, hang on. Do you really think a person with a rainbow crystal, a.k.a. a monster, could have a pure heart? I mean, 
you, Boxy, I'm sure, had a yeah, pure heart. That was the he first was one I thought of. No, <laughs> well, first of all, I'm not going to even go into the things that priests can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he was a good priest. I mean, <laughs> we don't know that. So what we saw of him. Rhett Butler had a pure heart. <laughs> what Butler? I don't remember this. Rhett Butler! <laughs> you know... Red Butler. Oh, Red Butler. <laughs> well, I thought you said the Butler, and I was like, "What Butler?" Yes, Red Butler. No, Red Butler was thinking filthy things about Luna. <laughs> Jordan, that that whole idea of that's a very that's a very patriarchal and puritanical idea that you have with your attitude oh. towards sex, especially between parents, which is very weird. <laughs> right. I guess technically we don't know that that they being pure in a non-sex way. It could just uh, be pure. Yeah, because Usagi had one, and Usagi likes to go to parties and get drunk and hit on hit on her boyfriend. Correct. She probably has never had sex with him yet. <laughs> that's weird because they have a kid. <laughs> In the future, that's thousands of years <laughs> from now. <laughs> God damn it! That, but... All right. So All right, cut to so... cut back to Haruka. Haruka is sitting in her window, being sad. Uh, or I mean I don't know why she's sad. She's brooding. And I, well, I was at first I was like I don't know why she's sad, but I'm realizing it's because she's going. I know I'm going to kill someone today. Yeah. Yeah. Today I'm going to murder someone. It's murder day. Whew, it's a big day. And yeah. it's a so, very dramatic scene. So yes. like the rain's coming down. Haruka's like sitting at the window. Everything's dark. So we're about to get something that's like really dramatic. Like right. they're really like laying it on. Then right. we're about to get something intense. Which is when the phone rings on the combination fax machine phone <laughs> answering machine. This is very 1994. Yes, very 1994. And their answering machine message goes off. Uh, she's screening. And I, and I, well, I, yeah, and I want to say, like, <laughs> I love that uh, it's Michiru's voice on the answering machine. Because, of course, Haruka is just going to be like, I don't need messages. <laughs> like they'll either call back or they won't. Well, I'll tell you, on the dub, on the original dub, it is uh Amara's voice, not Michelle's. And Amara did not again, did not even come close to trying to disguise her Canadian accent. She's very sorry that they're not there to pick up the <laughs> the phone. <laughs> sorry, we're not home right now. And guess who's calling? It's Udeal calling to go, hey. Uh, I know your secret identities now, fuckers. <laughs> so I can call you whatever I want. Which, which <laughs> is amazing because nobody ever does that. Like, also, <laughs> the show was obviously like, okay, well, she found out who everyone was. So now all the witches five know? And somebody had to be like, no, because she doesn't tell them because they all hate each other. So that's right. clearly why we had to see the uh the workplace environment being so hostile yes but it's weird that she doesn't tell professor tomoe but i guess i guess she like as long as she has that information she is not replaceable didn't that happen with jedite no the jedite, jedite tried to tried tell. to tell and they were like and then Fuck you. queen barrel was like i want to hear it eternal sleep go be wise man then <laughs> <laughs> oh. later fuck to the listen no he's not wise man <laughs> Jedi is 100% wise man, just heads oh. up on that. So, so you deal's like, uh, good to talk to you. Oh, guess what? I know where the talismans are. I'm going to go steal it. Victory is... And then gets cut off. 
by the end of the answering machine. So she calls back. The phone rings again. The message plays again. And she's like, your machine is too short. I didn't say, I didn't get to say everything I was going to say, but I've got lots more to say. And presumably this is where she tells her where to meet them yeah. and et cetera, et cetera. And I love it because she's like, like they stage it so well because it's, it's a long message that she's obviously like, it's, it's such a sinister like speech that she gives. Uh, Cause you know, she starts with hello. It's always been a pleasure running into you so often. Yes. This is Udeal. Are you surprised? And so, like, there's, like, a whole long thing that gets cut off. So, like, it's I love the idea of Udeal, like, sitting at that computer, like, opening notepad and, like, writing out what she's going to say <laughs> and then getting really mad when she gets cut off. Oh, and then, so then she she ends the machine saying, I'm faxing you a map of where to meet me. And so, so then the fax machine does come in handy. Uh, things we Things we do not see anymore today. And it's clearly like a hand-drawn map that she was like, oh, I got to make sure these guys get to the right place. Draw this real quick. Before map quest. Okay. Now, here's another thing I want to talk about about this scene. During the, the second message, uh, Mishiru comes back up in her bathing suit. I want to talk about this place that they live. <laughs> like, they live in a place that has a giant indoor pool. I remember in the Amy swimming episode that they were at the pool together. But I thought that was like at a health club or something. Like, I didn't think that was at Mashiro's house. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about it. Like, I was like, well, you know, my apartment has a pool, but that's, it's not like, it's not oh, like a full-sized <laughs> Olympic style uh, indoor pool with, with conch shells available, I guess. <laughs> they could be in a, like a giant, like condo high rise kind of deal. And, well, I mean, spoiler warning for, like, about ten minutes from now, but uh, uh, Haruka <laughs> is rich enough to own a fucking helicopter. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, that is true. Well, and actually, in a moment, well, we'll, well, I'll talk about it when we get there as well. But, like, yeah, uh, I, I definitely was like, oh, they live at the place with the giant indoor pool. Because, oh, because we forgot to say, like, all this time when they've been swimming and stuff, it's pouring rain out. It's a gray day where it's pouring rain and Mashiru was just doing the equivalent of sunbathing, except there was no sun. She was lying by the pool in the gloomy rain weather, but she's inside. Yeah, she was just taking a nap. Yeah. Sure. So, uh, so they have a little talk going, yeah. Uh, she said she's got the talismans ready. She knows we've got the talismans just like we thought we have. We know what the deal is. So today's the day we're going to murder. She starts looking at her hands and going, you know, I've dirtied my hands enough but no matter what i gotta do this i gotta see this through and then we get this scene of hand sex yes that's exactly what's happening <laughs> where which is not the way that you might imagine hand sex means <laughs> i mean a scene in which two hands have sex with one another mishiru comes over and just takes haruka's hand and their hands just like dance and writhe on each other and have sex. It's totally weird. It's very awkward to watch. <laughs> Chris, was that your assessment as well? Yeah, it is the <laughs> it is the cousinsest thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, and and I'm like, 
how did they like i was i was watching this like it's just a close-up on their hands but it's like yeah. so sexual and oh, i was yeah. watching it and i was like how did they like okay d- when they made the dub did they cut yeah. this out or did they just like have no. like one two three four i declare a thumb war <laughs> and, no like, they're and talking that's about what's going on in here it's exactly the same uh because again, technically, it's innocent. Technically, it's just hands, and there she's. They have her saying the part about her hands being dirty, and and then Michelle Michelle is like, "Your hands are clean. They're clean enough for me," or something like that, or like, "Your hands are clean to me," something like that. And yeah. it's not like it's it's like it's not like animated. It's just no. like these soft focus static shots of these hands in various positions so it looked like it's and there's like a window behind this there's like a reflection too like it's yep. it's so sexual look i'm i don't know a whole lot about the world but i don't think this is how lesbians have sex i don't <laughs> maybe not not this exact way i mean <laughs> i mean it's how these two do it <laughs> now here's okay listen it's it's entirely possible that they've never had sex because they keep insisting we can't care about each other. We have to let each other die. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But then this, like, I, okay, I don't <laughs> think... You didn't sound like you bought that at all. You were like, no, no, no. I actually, I, I fully agree with you because I don't think... You know, we we talked like we've talked to people, and we've talked about how like Michiru and Haruka aren't like actually a couple yet, and, and that's that's borne out in the show because like Haruka's always like, we got to focus on the mission, we got to focus on the mission, and they're like clearly like together all the time. Yeah, and clearly, they live like, together. Them. They live together, but like up until this point, where uh. Michiru is like hold it like tenderly holding Haruka's hand and like leans in and goes, I love your hands. Like that's like that's it. Like now they are like like I don't I don't know what else they do before they go meet Usagi at the aquarium. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> they are they are a couple now. Okay. You you don't know if it stops at hands. All right, good to know. I, I'm just like whatever. Like they are a couple now. I I think that's. I don't know if that's meant to be like a reveal to the audience as well, but I think it's. I think no. it's definitely meant to be a moment for their characters. Sure. Yeah. That if they if they were not, they are now romantically involved. They are in love with each other. So now we get the sadness montage. <laughs> hey. Where we cut to Amy sadly studying. Every, all the scouts are thinking about time, like conversations with Amara and Michelle, uh, with uh, Haruka and, and uh, Mishiru, going like, but couldn't we be friends? And they're like, no. But couldn't we try? No. They're actually thinking, not to, not to get hung up on technicalities, Jordan, but they're Please. actually thinking about conversations between, uh, with Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus, because this is them oh, dealing with the true. idea that they just found out their secret identities. Yes. And, and and but like I said, they're all focused on, but like we all kind of want the same thing. Like, isn't there a way? And they're like, fuck you, no. So Amy is sadly studying. Makoto is sadly standing in the rain, walking down the street. Ray is uh, at the temple, doing temple things, presumably standing, looking out at the rain. And then my favorite part of the whole montage Mina is sadly gaming at the game center. <laughs> 
she is playing God driving like wick, like viciously. She's like, but you could tell she's sad about it. Yeah. Well, like sad, angry. <laughs> it's great. And then finally we cut to uh, Usagi lying backwards in her bed, being very unhappy that two people she thought were her friends and saw rose petals whenever she uh, saw them are actually willing to kill. Then cut to, uh, oh, no, uh, Sammy shows up and says, uh, you got to call Meatball Head. Some stupid girl named Amara is calling. <gasps> what? <gasps> and then we cut to Chibi and, and Darian going, what? Amara called, but but they're Sailor Neptune and Uranus. This is really a, a bad thing. And then Chibi's like, ah, I don't know. Maybe it is. Um, it's nice to see, nice to see uh, Shingo showing up for the yeah. first time. Yeah, Shingo, it's been a long time. Now, here's the thing, though. While Chibi, uh, Chibiusa, and Memoru are talking, and uh, it's been a while since we've done this, uh, but heads up, uh, we do use the uh, dub names and the original names pretty interchangeably. And I'm oh, sorry, yeah. if that's confusing. <laughs> that's my fault. Yeah, because Jordan, you're off on you're off on something about Sammy and. <laughs> You called them you called them Chibi and Darian a second ago. That's fine. I mean, I feel like for people my age, this makes this is perfectly natural because we grew up with the we grew up with the dub, and then when we got older and got to watch the sub and all that goodness. So it's this makes total sense. You I'm just gonna start calling them by their uh first draft uh Deke names. Blue when they were Victoria and Blue and whatever the other ones were called, so Sarah. Here's my here's my theory about this uh, about this uh, this Rini scene. Rini has always known that that's who they are, right? <laughs> like, Rini is just think, like, yeah. You think she would, but like was, Rini never interacts with him. Like all the Rini episodes, right? Like do, does Rini? I think she does. I think, I, I think he sees them. The the T episode, they're in a lot together mm, oh that's right that's right yeah. the episode yeah 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 yeah. but i would think that reedy would be like hey it's uh it's auntie amara and auntie michelle well here's my question here's my question in the future in in neo crystal tokyo do they go by anything other than their sailor names like is ami ever called ami mizuno or is ami just mercury like permanently huh well Here's what the reason I would say she probably still has a name is because in the Moon Kingdom they called her Princess Serenity. They didn't call her Sailor Moon. They called her Princess Serenity. She was not Sailor Moon. Queen Serenity would have been Sailor Moon, but she was Queen. She was Queen. Wait, hang on. So hang they on, had to address her by her title. No, 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 no. That's not right. That's not right. Princess Serenity was Sailor Moon because it wouldn't have been Queen Serenity. Fighting side by side with a bunch of teenage girls. No, like, oh wait, are you talking about? Are you talking about the the Moon Kingdom? Yes, Silver Millennium. Right. Yeah, no, like we we have talked about this, and we've gotten people talking to us about this. Queen Serenity, Usagi's mom, was Sailor Moon. She has the Moonstick. Oh no, I oh well, hold on. See, I agree that she was Sailor Moon, but I thought it was like a while ago. Like I don't think she was Sailor Moon right up until the the end. I think was what she? we no because when Queen Beryl attacks and Cassidy, you might have some opinions on this as well. When Queen Beryl attacks, we don't see Princess Serenity fighting. We see Queen Serenity fighting with the Moonstick and the Moon Crystal. 
uh, which are Sailor Moon's weapons. I think what we're seeing in the current, like, 1992 timeline of Sailor Moon, uh, like, the reason that Usagi is having, like, such a comparatively hard time adjusting to life as a Sailor Scout is because this is the first time Usagi's soul, you know, the reincarnation of Princess Serenity, has been Sailor Moon. Wait, so... So it was Sailor. It was Usagi's mom fighting side by side with all of Usagi's best friends. Yeah, that's weird. They were her team. That's and they weird. were meant to protect Princess Serenity. And now, and, and or hold on, did they have moms? I don't think they had moms. Because, Why not? Because they were only princesses. <laughs> well, I mean, I think they had moms. Like, I, I, no, I think they were mammals, if that's what you mean. <laughs> no, no, of course. But, like, if she was the the princess of Mars, why wasn't there a queen of Mars who could be Sailor Mars at the time? Because I think they were – whatever their moms were, I think they were the Sailor Senshi, the Sailor Guardians of that time. Oh. I think maybe they were, like, relatively new, but I think all of them were, were Senshi and Guardians – before Princess Serenity. I don't think Queen Serenity had passed down the power to her daughter because she was ruling the Moon Kingdom. That's Whereas if you're, you know, the, if you're the Mars Queen or whatever, you're not actually in charge of anything because you're part of the Silver Millennium. But then on the other end, everybody is saying to us that they think Serena, Usagi, grows up to be a queen and then passes it on to her daughter when her daughter's younger. Yeah. So she's not Sailor Moon anymore. Her daughter's Sailor Moon. But she sends her back in time to train. Yeah, well, that doesn't but, mean anything. That's well, no, because, <laughs> because, like, as Princess Serenity, she was never trained. She had to learn on the fly from fucking cats. Well, yeah, of course. I'm so just saying, I think it makes okay. sense that she would be like, well, one day I'm going to have to pass down my power, even though we're all apparently immortal. I don't know how. Look. It's confusing, but, like, <laughs> I think that's why she sends her back in time to train, as opposed to... Like, we've had a lot of questions about, like, why doesn't she just train her in the future? Sure. Because she's not Sailor Moon anymore. And I think that's the reason, is because, like, she like she knows that, like, this is the best time to learn to be a Sailor Scout. Because she was, like, trained in this... Like, essentially trained herself in this time... Well, then and, she, and, plus also she knows that she trains her. She was like, yeah, I remember well, doing it. She was, she, you know, essentially trained herself slash was trained by the other scouts at this time. Because this is, you know, the first season is all about her learning to become Sailor Moon. Sure. Cassidy, do you have any thoughts on this? My head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it took me a long time while you were talking, but what you said makes sense. And the only thing I have is that I think Usagi sent Chibiusa back. Because she's Usagi and was like, train a kid? Mm, that sounds like a job for past me. Well, I think that's also a part of it. <laughs> All of this was a long uh, digression, That the point of which was just that at the end of last episode, Usagi came home and was like, Uranus and Neptune are, are Amara and Michelle. And, and Rini was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I know. know. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's 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 Auntie Auntie Haruka. <laughs> uh, so that's fun. Uh, but as you said, in the in the in the in the crowd watching them is a familiar face. Now familiar to us because we have the vision that can see through <laughs> sailor transformation magic. Yes, we can recognize that. That's guys. Spoilers. That's Sailor Pluto, who we've met before. Um. It... <sighs> 
<laughs> it's been so long since we've seen Sailor Pluto. Yes. That, like, part of me is like, oh, this is kind of cool. Because it, like, we only saw Sailor Pluto in, what, two episodes in in R? When we found out that she was the worst at her job of all time. Yeah, yes. Terrible. Just yeah. absolutely garbage at it's her job. No good. <laughs> And and this is uh this is uh Setsuna, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or as as she introduces herself in the dub, uh tr- what is it? Trista, I think is her name. Let me let me click it. Hold on. That surprised me that they changed her name uh as well, but yes. Uh her name in the original dub is Trista Mayo. Wait, she kept her Japanese last name? Yeah. Yes, a lot of them do because they don't because you don't say them much. Like mm-hmm. uh, like I'm pretty sure Amara is they actually when she when she uh calls on the phone, they specifically call her Amara Tenno. Tenno, which is surprising, but again, it's just that they barely ever say it, so they don't care. They're like, ah, yeah, I guess it. I guess that's true. Like like that's uh, and they, they start doing that pretty early on. Like, you know, we talked about how Ami is Ami and er, Amy Anderson. Yeah. And uh and Ray still gets to be Ray Hino. Yep. And then it's just it's just Mina and Lita, no last names. They have no last names. Oh yeah. no. That can't even be in true. the uh even in the in the, the Leanne Centaur novels where we find out fucking uh Miss Haruna's middle name, Patricia Angelica Haruna, <laughs> like we we don't ever get like I think Lita's last name in the right. Mina just says Mina and Lita yeah. I mean, I guess you just have to assume it's Mina Aino, and uh, no, it says Lita Kino on on Wikimoon, even though it only says Mina for the original. But that's probably from like the manga or something. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, and, and of course, and of course, uh, and we never, we also never get uh, Serena's last name. Serena's name, as far as we know, is Serena Skino. No, it is. It definitely is. Yeah, but like that's that's weird, right? <laughs> I, I think we do hear that at some point. Why do we have Amy Anderson and everybody else has fucking nor- like their normal last name? Because it probably was far enough into the ep- into the show that they had to put in Serena's last name that they were like, ah, just leave it. Like they Did didn't they ever care. Give, um, uh, Kenji and Akuko, uh American names. Uh, who? Uh, mom and dad. Oh. Uh, oh, let's see. English name. <laughs> nope. Serena's mom. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> it literally says Serena's mom. They may just be mom and dad. <laughs> it says that in the in the Cloverway dub, her name is Ikuko. So so Ikuko and Kenji Sakino had two children and they decided oh, yeah. to name them Sammy and Serena. <laughs> sure, man. Why not? Okay. Why not? Yeah. Anyway, we see Satuna in the crowd uh, briefly. And it's like a cool little, like, it does, I, I like the way it's structured because it really is a, uh, like, hey, like, who was that in the crowd? And then it cuts back to to Chibi, and Chibi looks and she's gone. But you only see her for a couple seconds, which I think is pretty cool. Because mm-hmm. um, if you do remember her, you know that, like, some some weird shit's about to go down. And now we have eight Sailor Guardians in play. Okay, now hang on a second. Because the next scene is fucking i i didn't understand something about it until just until oh yeah i think i I think i am in the same boat as you (laughs) are you talking about how there's an aquarium on the 50th floor of a high-rise building oh i i was on i understood that it was on the high-rise but this is where they this is their house again (laughs) 
This is the building they live in. They have too much money. <laughs> like, there is literally an, a giant aquarium on the 50th floor of the building they live in. It's, yeah. It is completely covered. Like, the room you're in has a glass ceiling with fish swimming in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, and let's not forget, again, spoiler for a moment from now, but there's going to be a door that opens from this aquarium to the launch pad of the helipad. I, I absolutely love the idea of Michiru and Haruka talking to an architect like, this, this aquarium is really important, okay? But even more important, I'm going to need a door here that needs to go out to a launch pad large enough for a helicopter. So that, uh, the fact that there's a door to the helipad uh, in the aquarium makes me really think this is not a condo complex that has an aquarium. This is their aquarium. Yeah, no, like, I feel like this is... Okay, you talk about Tuxedo Mask being like Batman. <laughs> Fucking yes. Haruka's like Batman. <laughs> Haruka's got that Bruce Wayne money. Mm-hmm. Except that the only difference being if she lost her parents, she does not give a shit. Yeah, that is <laughs> correct. We, we, don't, we don't know. Okay, okay, look, look, what, what, is the, what is the first thing, like, chronologically, in flashback, what's the first thing we see Haruka doing? Running track. Yeah, racing. In Dark Knight Returns, what's the first thing we see Bruce Wayne doing? (laughs) Yes, Chris, how long can Bruce, can Batman go without dramatically talking or brooding or thinking about his parents? Because we would have heard about it by now. (laughs) We've seen her brooding twice in this episode already. but not about that. Whereas Darian does think about his dead parents. Yeah, like once every 30 episodes. Who gives a shit about Darian's that's parents? More than she does. I mean, that's true. Darian, like, gave up the search for his memories of his parents pretty early. All right, we're going to, we're going to, I want you to go to, I want you to go to at Sailor Business right now, Jordan. Okay. I'm, I'm going, I'm going. I want you to put up a poll on Twitter. Who is more like Batman? Yeah. Memru Chiba, a.k.a. Darian Shields. Or Haruka Tenno. Okay. And we will see what the results are. Okay. I'm going to get my phone out so I can vote immediately. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. And, and keep in mind, one of them owns multiple cars, multiple motorcycles, and a helicopter. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm going over the psychology of this in my head, over what people are going to... Uh, 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 say and do because on the one hand I think the instinct that people will have to to spite you will be strong and on the other <laughs> yeah, gen- generally speaking that is the case <laughs> and on the other hand though I do think people will like the idea of I mean because Haruka's pretty badass so I do think they will like the idea of going like fuck you this this woman is a badass Batman uh, three votes yep. 100% for Haruka Tenno so far yep. <laughs> That's that's nothing. Relax. There's plenty of time. Well, first of all, I haven't voted yet, so let me. Oh, you can't vote. It's click. your poll. Uh, well, first of all, it's not. It's your poll. You literally told me to do it. <laughs> Second of all, I'm voting as me, Crackshot, and I'm retweeting it. <sighs> okay, so um, in a very Batman-esque move, uh, Haruka is like, "I don't want you interfering with what we're about to do," and grabs the the transformation brooch. And pulls it off of Usagi's outfit. This is great. I love this. Well, first they tell her, oh, you're going to die. Then they transform. Uh, and then she grabs the the transformation brooch and, like, knocks her down. Yeah. And is like, if, if you come to this, you will die. So I am taking away your, your ability to, to turn into Sailor Moon. 
Yeah, it was that easy to get the silver crystal from Usagi. No one's tried this in like <laughs> however many seasons we've had of villains. Just walk up to this kid, take her brooch, and push her over. You're done. Somebody she's, did. She's 4'11". What's she yeah. gonna do? I feel like one time a villain took it away from her, didn't they? Uh, uh, yeah, I think I think we've seen her lose it before, but I don't think we've ever seen anybody just walk up and take it. Yeah. No. Maybe Esmeralda? Did Esmeralda pull it off of her? Oh, maybe. Here is my question. And this is not like, this. Is, I, I'm not like trying to be crass or dirty or anything. Uh, well, I, I guess they take it from her before they transform. We're going to see that Uranus, Haruka, keeps the transformation brooch in what pocket? Great question. Yep. I have no answer for this. It, she keeps it in the pocket dimension where Sailor Moon keeps her moon stick. Because, I, I know. It's just, like, funny. It's very funny. I mean, yeah. Haruka, she does not have a particularly uh, well-endowed bosom. No. Which would be where I would normally secretly keep a transformation brooch. So I don't really have an answer for that. I don't know where she's keeping it. Uh, so then they strike poses. The wall behind them slides open to reveal a helicopter. And then they get their usual, like, watercolor Dutch angle walk away to a helicopter. <laughs> which has like which is on so it's but there's no pilot because it would be crazy for them to be like hey uh steve um we just need you to like (laughs) chopper idling out there uh sailors uranus and neptune are gonna come out and then they're gonna need to fly them so obviously haruka's flying the helicopter herself which means she just left the keys in that motherfucker yeah (laughs) yeah because it is on it is on. She planned this dramatic exit real far in advance. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's just been, and who knows how long they were waiting for Yusagi. So it's just been burning fuel. Global warming is on them. Oh, uh, so this is where they talk about the Messiah. And uh, I did mention they don't call it the Messiah. What they call uh, the Messiah in the dub, in the original dub, was the Ambassador of Good. Okay. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> The amba- I... only the ambassador of good can use the purity chalice. Okay. Do you think it was just like four fifty three on a Friday afternoon, and they realized they hadn't figured out what they were going to call the Messiah? <laughs> yeah. Do you think somebody was like writing down options on the whiteboard and accidentally wrote one in Sharpie so it couldn't be erased, and so that's what it was? Because how do you not it's... do a second draft after ambassador of good? <laughs> I think it's pretty funny how. Uh, and, and I get it, it, but it's one of those things where in Japan, they're just like, yeah, let's throw in all this Christian stuff. Like, that's just a cultural thing we can throw in there. Mm-hmm. Like, as we probably do with all Japanese things that we don't know anything about. Yeah, Jordan, I refer you to uh, the film Ninja 3, The Domination. <laughs> well, t- I want to know about that. But then, but I'm just saying, then they had to bring it to America and they were like, we can't keep all this christian shit in here what like what the what are we gonna do and then just make up a bunch of dumbass names what happens in ninja 3 um just you know like uh like many like many movies of the 80s about ninjas it's just all about how good white people are at ninja 2 (laughs) but at least in ninja 3 uh it is a lady who gets possessed by the spirit of a ninja and then has to fight a ninja because only a ninja can kill a ninja as we all know right uh gotcha 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 gotcha. but it does have a an opening scene uh where a ninja attacks someone on a golf course and ends up jumping on a helicopter putting a shuriken between their toes and kicking around the door to throw the shuriken with their foot into the pilot's face ninja through the domination is amazing wow uh you know uh, get ready for uh 
ninja business. Are we just? Oh, about I would movie? do it in a fucking heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is where Satsuna shows up and says, "What's up? I'm Satsuna Mayo. I know those two. <laughs> <laughs> and I am really like again. I am the one of of the two of us." Uh, you and I, Jordan, uh, Cassidy. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I'm assuming you've you've you're more familiar with this era of Sailor Moon than I am. I don't. Is this Satsuna from the future or is this Satsuna in the present? I don't know the difference because again, I, I've never finished the manga, so all everything I know about Pluto comes from either a the 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 anime that we're watching right now or b our listeners telling me more information. I feel like in the show. We don't really get a lot of good info on that. What is the difference between Pluto from the present and Pluto from the future? When is she from originally? How does she become a Sailor Scout? We don't get any of that information in here. I guess it's her in the present because she has a secret identity and can go home at the end of the day, presumably. Because the Pluto that we've met at the door of time is from the future. Is she? Yeah, that... Because, yeah, because she got assigned that duty by neo queen serenity okay so if that's true then that means this pluto has never met the sailor scouts before yeah so what my question is 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 this that pluto or is this a new like it this is not the first time usagi has met satsuna is it the first time satsuna has met usagi is my question okay and i have a lot of questions about like when she's like yeah i know i am an old acquaintance of those two like does that mean she's from the future and she knows them as future sailor guardians or does that mean that she that setsuna knows them in the present as haruka and mishiro okay so sailor pluto dies (laughs) (laughs) yeah start with that we'll start with her death she died that one time. Okay. Wait, wait, what time? When? Are we supposed to know this? Yeah, like like back in the... During the whole... Blah, 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 Dark Kingdom arc. No, she didn't. What? Did that not what? happen with the anime? No, Pluto's not in the <laughs> Dark Kingdom arc. Sorry, not Dark Kingdom. Uh, no, the, 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 no the, but even the, even the, the Black sisters. Moon. No, Black she Moon didn't Clark. die. She doesn't die in the anime? No. Oh, she's super what? dead in the manga. Sailor Pluto dies in the Black Moon Clan arc? Yeah, in the manga? She's super dead. <laughs> what? Well, great. Now my whole theory fell apart for the well, anime. No, I mean, right? like, look, that makes a lot more sense that those motherfuckers were able to, like, travel back and forth through time unimpeded. No, she, like, it's like, okay, Dark Lady, manga update, Dark Lady, she has her silver crystal. She manages to take Sailor Moon silver crystal. She's going to put them together. And that's going to cause some kind of fucky time thing that's going to destroy <laughs> That's going to destroy the whole world. And then Sailor Pluto shows up and stops time, except for the Sailor Scouts. They're still moving through time and is like, hey, I'm not allowed to stop time. If I do, I'll die. But I know I have to save the world. So she does this and she dies. And then Amazing. Black Lady is able to turn into sailor chibi moon and she's all excited and she tells setsuna or sailor pluto look i'm sailor chibi moon but it's too late sailor pluto's dead it's very sad (laughs) wow no that doesn't happen in the in the in the cartoon dane i guess that's a little dark for it well you'd think except lots of characters do die oh yeah we are actually on an episode lots of characters are violently (laughs) murdered on screen as we are about to see yeah well well you know what continue with your theory and then we'll we'll 
address it. Well, it doesn't work for the anime now, but I was like, okay, so Pluto dies. And then, like, Neo Queen Serenity is still like, don't worry, I'll take care of this. <laughs> like, I don't know how, but she's like, I'll take care of this. Don't chill. Don't look body at this disposal. body. Yeah, body disposal. It's cool, man. Don't talk to anybody about it. I'll take care of this. Okay, so she takes Sailor Pluto's soul and is like, what do I do with this? I know. I'll send it back in time so that she can grow up, be reincarnated, grow up, and be Sailor Pluto exactly when we need her, when we are Sailor Scouts. But why would she send? Why would she? I mean, <laughs> why would she need to send her back in time? If she's in the present, there must already be a her back in time growing up. I feel like even for Sailor Moon, that is needlessly complicated. That's that's what the beauty of it. Of course, she's talking with me like, what's the simple solution to this? Nah, I'm going to do the really complex solution. <laughs> Honestly, like I honestly, I think they are so bad at thinking about time travel and planning time travel. I think that they don't know that there's a difference. Like they're they're probably just like, what do you mean past Pluto or future Pluto? It's just Pluto. That's just the Pluto that is. Like I don't yeah. think they thought about it at all. <sighs> I hate time travel, guys. The question I hate will time be time travel on this show. It's not it's not thought out. The it's question will good. be whether she knows chibi and it looks like she knows chibi because it looked like she was just peeping on chibi right yeah or maybe she was peeping on memoru because <gasps> oh. as we know that's what got her that's what got her sent to the uh time door forever yeah. she's like did i go am i is, is, is that guy's a fine looking fox what was he wearing i forget what he was wearing <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure he was wearing some gear that was really hooked up mm-hmm. <laughs> probably his green jacket and his and his black turtleneck yeah uh, no, he wasn't wearing that. I know he wasn't wearing that, but I am also not going to go back and look because it is time for our act break. Sailor Business is supported on Patreon by our listeners. If you would like to become a supporter of Sailor Business, you can head over to patreon.com slash sailorbusiness and kick in as little as a dollar a month to help us keep the show going and to help us do more of the show. Uh, Your Patreon dollars support the uh, mini episodes that we have done for uh, Sailor Business and that we're going to be doing for Xena Business. And I gotta say, mini episodes is really stretching it at this point. Uh, We went for a solid fucking 90 minutes talking about the sailor v uh manga with cat cool last time we did one of those uh but it was a really fun time and i'm glad we got to do it and i'm glad we're getting to do stuff that uh adds additional context to sailor moon i mean that Uh, one in particular i honestly believe that doing that review episode has shaped our view of venus well i think we got we also got a really good venus episode right after so right but I mean, the two of them combined. I mean, again, she doesn't do a lot in this episode, but the one thing she does is very unhappily play video games, and it feels richer than it would have otherwise. Yes, I, I think that is. I think that is correct. So, if you uh, want to go there and back us, you can also get some uh, exclusive backer content. Right now, we have uh, just the blooper reels and some show notes up there for people at the five dollar level. Uh, and honestly, like. I wish we had more Patreon-only content, but most of the content we have been making uh, based off of Patreon has been available to everyone. So if you support us, everyone wins. We do have one piece of of Patreon-only content coming soon, which is for our $15 level level backers. 
Yes, that is true. We have the uh, enamel pin uh, ready for our $15 backers. It is, as of this recording, it is on the way uh, to Jake, who is going to be handling the the distribution of the pins to our $15 backers. Uh, And uh, that should be here within the next uh, 10 days or so, and then they'll start going out to everyone. And I think once they start getting to everyone, I want people to be really surprised by them, so I think I'm going to hold off for just a little bit. But I will be posting the design uh, eventually uh, when those start going out because it's such a great design. It's uh, Katie Donnelly doing uh, Tennis Ball Sailor Moon, which, as longtime listeners know, is one of our favorite things that has happened on the show. So I'm really – and it's also – I mean, Jordan, you've seen it. It's such a good – It's so good. It's such a cool pin. Adorable. So you can get that as a $15 backer. And, and I should say, like – uh, there is no month-to-month commitment with Patreon. Uh, if you just feel like giving us 15 bucks and you've got it burning a hole in your pocket, you can do that and then cancel your, your pledge next month. We hope you don't, obviously, <laughs> because the idea with Patreon is that, that people back uh, uh, month-to-month and that does kind of form a baseline of income that we get from the show. But if you don't have it next month or if you only have it this month or if you just want to do something nice for us one time, you can do that with Patreon, which is a really cool thing. So since it's been a couple days since we last recorded, I do have a cool a few uh, new backers to thank. Yay! First of all, Abernathy Green upped a pledge to $50. Holy cow! Yeah, thank you from so 25. much! Thank That's you amazing. to Abernathy Green. Uh, we got a uh, another edited pledge bumped up to fifteen from Empathic Twitch. Everybody wants that pin. Everybody Thank wants you. that pin. Thank you so much, Empathic Twitch. And we had a new pledge from Mary Farah. Thank you, Mary. We appreciate that so much. Yeah, thank you uh, to everyone who backs us on Patreon. Uh, we've got a couple of levels coming up at uh, at the uh, one thousand dollar level. Uh, which is actually pretty close. It's about a, we're about 170 bucks away from that. Jordan and uh, Allison will be making some more music from and inspired by Sailor Moon and Xena. Uh, mm-hmm. At 1250, I will be we'll be doing uh, streams of the uh, Sailor Moon and Xena games for uh, for Super Nintendo, and I also have the Xena Game Boy Color game, uh, which is weird. I played it for about five minutes to make sure it works, and it is. Uh, here's just a, a hint for you: takes place in the Dream World. Uh, okay. And then at $1,400, we are going to do a special uh, uh, session of the Hercules and Xena 1990s role-playing game with James D'Amato of the One Shot Podcast, uh, with uh, Allison and I playing as Xena and Gabrielle, respectively. Just so you guys know, I keep bugging him about doing more Sailor Moon, because it was so much fun. Yeah, I I think, like, we uh, we did talk to Kat about that. On our, our TV show, I think that's eventually going to happen. And I should say, I was... Uh, uh, Jordan, do you know about the series that I have been on on One Shot? Uh, no. Uh, well, there's a there's a game called Feng Shui, which is based on, like... It, it's an action movie role-playing oh, game. Yeah, you've told me about it. I, I haven't listened to it, is what I meant. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, well, we just did a, uh, a third series. Okay. And I don't want to spoil it for anybody, because I don't know when it's going to be coming out, but it is the the third arc, the third installment of the series where I play as Inspector Jackie, who is just Jackie Chan, and Kat, uh, Sailor Business All-Star, plays as uh, a, a teenage girl who is a magical girl named Angela, who becomes Action Angel Lala. So... Question about it. When you're playing as Jackie Chan, do you have to be like, okay, I need you to tell me about every item in this room? (laughs) 
because I'm going to use them all in a fight. Generally, I ask what's on hand. Okay. And then if I get the, uh, it, like, James will usually provide, like, okay, you're in this type of environment. And then it's up to me. And, and the way the game works is that it's kind of up to the player to be like, oh, I grab, like, if, you know, obviously, if, like, it's a fight scene in a bar, then you, you're like, okay, well, I grab a stool, or I grab a bottle, or I flip a table over, or I grab a pool cue, or I start throwing billiard balls. Like, anything that could logically be there is in play, as long right. as, but it's, it's usually on the player to describe what they are doing, which is a really fun thing about feng shui. Cool. Uh, so, anyway, I will be doing that soon. Thank you to all our Patreon backers, uh, patreon.com slash sailorbusiness to help support the show. And uh, that is all I have to say about that. So, Jordan, why don't we do one or two uh, questions before we go back into the show? Sure, let's do yeah, let's do some. Uh, here's one. If this uh, Bex asks, if the Sailor Scouts made a protest sign, what would it say? Uh, I think, like, I have seen some Sailor Moon themed protest yeah. signs oh, have you? recently. They exist. What have and you seen? I, a lot of them have just said, "In the name of the moon, I will punish you." Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and what is what is what does Mercury say about water? Mercury is Mercury does yourself in water and repent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, hey, I actually had um, an email that I wanted to read. Well, while you look for it, we'll answer the next okay. question okay. from Daniel Fernandez, who says, "Which is a worse relationship, Archie and Grundy or Usagi and Mamoru?" <laughs> Archie and Grundy. <laughs> yeah. Archie and Grundy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So has there been a lot of fan art of Archie and Grundy recreating scenes from the show, but with the characters as they are in the comics? Uh, not that I have seen, yeah, nor I, do I want to see. Nope. <laughs> I do not want. I don't want any part. I don't want any part in that. <laughs> oh, that was the first thing I thought when I saw the first episode of Riverdale. Um, pretty great. Oh, Chris, but would you allow for a Riverdale Sailor Moon crossover, even no, though you hate no, crossovers? No crossovers. Oh. No crossovers. But it's Riverdale, which is a show I like and also find frustrating. Oh, I look, I love Riverdale. Riverdale is uh, fantastic. And uh, I talked about it a little bit when uh, Emma Lawson was on uh, Xenobiz not too long ago because she was my former Riverdale recap buddy. Right. I like it. I like watching it, but I do get aggravated with it is all i'm saying like flash style like i used to watch flash and get mad at it now i watch riverdale and get mad at it yeah flash is an easy show to get mad at (laughs) (laughs) see at least at least no one in the show riverdale claims that every character is a genius (laughs) (laughs) but i will say with the most recent episode i was kind of like archie literally learned that he likes music in the last six months and now he's just like all right i'll do some covers and gets the whole fucking school going crazy oh this is amazing shut up get out of here <laughs> uh okay so we got a question from greg musselman over patreon and i think mm-hmm. this is uh this is one that we have uh I, we actually talked about a little bit and we could probably do a whole chibi episode on this topic so maybe we should is it all about greg's yeah greg wants to know how what we would do if we were put in charge of a sailor moon reboot in 2017 i think oh. we could do that as a chibi episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I think we that's what we should do for our next, our uh, next for one. our main okay. chibi episode. We'll be talking about what we would want from a uh, a Sailor Moon 2017 reboot. And Greg has asked questions like, do you update it to the present with smartphones, Uber, contemporary politics and trends? Uh, do you redesign the characters to add some diversity of race and body type? Uh, improve Mamoru? Do you define the scout's powers? 
Uh, so we're, we're going to be talking about that. If you have Love like it. things yeah. that you would like to see in a 2017 Sailor Moon reboot, uh, if one were to happen, uh, hit us up over email, sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com or, or hit us on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash sailorbusiness. And we'll we talk did, about that as our next chibi episode. We did get some tweets uh, based on last time talking about uh, uh, Ray as a uh, angsty Christian instead of a... <laughs> we actually did get that. And I thought those were really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. That was super cool. Ray, Ray is, a, Ray is an, a, as an angsty, uptight Catholic. Yep. Uh, I thought it was very kind of fun. Uh, here's a great question from Helen B. It's a question for the most likely but not unlikable non-canon pairing slash ship now that's a very broad question i mean i would say let's start with just scout wise the, the most unlikely ship yeah the most unlikely to happen but but not that yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> uh, you know what uh mina amy yeah mina amy would be pretty tough to believe like they, they they've got nothing in common because the live action show apparently has a lot of like ami usagi stuff huh yeah. See, I, I'll buy. This is the thing with Usagi. I'll buy Usagi and anyone because Usagi <laughs> is in love with everyone she meets. That's true. That's yeah, true. That is, and correct. she's lovable. Yes. Um, unless you're Ray. Uh, <laughs> but, but like Mina, you know, again, Mina and Usagi have a lot in common, but she does not love everyone she meets the way Usagi does. So, I I don't think she has any reason to really like Ami at all. And I think she only hangs out with her because she's a sailor scout. Like, I can't see them doing things together. Because Ami's not going to want to watch idols with her, and Mina has no interest in studying. Yeah, so so what would be the most unlikely but kind of interesting for the entire cast? I'm going to say Tomoe Barrel. Okay. Okay, I could see that. Luna and... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And King Diamond, or Diamond. <laughs> Prince Diamond. <laughs> yeah, that's very unlikely. Uh, uh, Haruna Artemis, I think. I, I forgot. I forgot there were two talking cats in the cast. Yeah. We really shouldn't pick them. <laughs> it's, it specifically says not unlikable pairings. Only hey, unlikely. Like, sometimes they like. I know this because I saw it in Sailor Moon drops. Sometimes they can turn into people. <laughs> uh, you know, catsy Jedi. Very unlikely, but you never know. The next question is actually Sailor Moon Drops related. Would Tuxedo Mask be wetter or worse if this happened in the show? And then it's a link to the uh, Moonsticks cartoon where he shows up and says, that'll be 10 gems. Uh, <laughs> would it be better or worse in the show if he charged for his help? Uh, I think it would be more interesting, certainly. Yeah. It would certainly <laughs> add more to his character. <laughs> but she would never get together with him if he was just... <laughs> Showing up and being like, fork it over. <laughs> well, yeah, because she doesn't have any. <laughs> well, that's very true. She she has an allowance. Mm -hmm. Mom, I need, <laughs> I need my allowance early so I can help defeat this yeah. villain. Also, so I need just having to, to like, bring uh, an armload of jewels. Yeah, I need my allowance. <laughs> also, can you now pay me in, like, rubies, Jewel sapphires, power. whatever. Wait, those are the villains. Um, okay, last question. Johnny Weird wants to know, do the actions of Sailor Moon justify the autocratic power of Neo-Queen Serenity? Yes. Yes? Yes. You, you want to live in a, in a moon, uh, moon monarchy? Hey, look the fuck around, Jordan, and tell me it would be any worse. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, a moon, a benevolent moon dictatorship. I mean, I'd live in any society that Usagi rules. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, she already rules. So <laughs> uh, we got a couple quick emails. Uh, we got one from uh, Elizabeth Smith, uh, who says, hey, Chris and Jordan uh, does not say hi to Cassidy. Aww. Very rude. Very rude. Uh, I don't know good. if you guys have listened to the Sailor Moon drama CDs, but they're pretty bonkers. They're done by what? the actual voice actresses from the anime, and they have so much fun with it. The one I'd recommend would be Sound Drama Collection, Bishoju Senshi Sailor Moon S, Danshi Kosaniri, Suini Meguri Ata Unre no Hito. It's got Usagi and Minako basically stalking Haruka and Mishiru to learn how to be elegant ladies like them, and Haruka and Mishiru trolling the shit out of them in response by telling them that they never fart or use the bathroom because they are too elegant. <laughs> Uh, it's got the sensei using their transformation pens as disguise pens and sneaking into an all-boys school and Mako hitting on Amy. There's also a running joke of Haruka crashing her motorcycle into people and having their, and having to something their jobs. I think there's a missing word there. Uh, anyway, Miss Dream has a translation of it, and I think you guys will love it. Uh, here's the thing. Are the the translations, like, acted out? Because Jordan and I do not speak Japanese is the problem. <laughs> I mean, if it's just a transcript of the translation, we could read it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I suppose we could. Or or, or we could perform it. Oh, oh, or we could perform it. That, that would be pretty amazing. Very fun. <laughs> uh, we also got an email that says e-commerce development mobile apps for your organization and business at affordable cost. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you interested in mobile apps development or any? Ca- oh, wait, no, I think this is uh, I think this is the first spam email I've gotten at the sailor business address. Oh, so or you, it's from Jedi or it's from Jedi. Yeah. It doesn't say humans are really into SEO these days. <laughs> oh, so. okay. All right. So that's it for the act break. Let's get back to the episode. Uh, here we go. Today the S is for, well, if we're feeling uh, if we're feeling cheerful, the S is for snails, and if we're not, it's probably for suicide. <laughs> Jeez. Spoiler. So Haruka and Mijiru, with Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus, have gone to Marine Cathedral. You know that giant Gothic cathedral with stars instead of crosses that exists in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. yeah, it's on a it's on a oil drilling platform. <laughs> yeah, it's it's La Sagrada Familia on an oil drilling platform. <laughs> See, now I'm confused why she had to write a map for them to find it. <laughs> yeah, this and is the, the map. Thing. If you go back and look at the scene with the fucking facts of the map, it's got like mountains and roads. Yeah, on it, not not whatever this is. <laughs> Those are all waves. You 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 misread it. How dare you? Anyway. <laughs> It literally is a giant cathedral, a cathedral. And and they're not like, what the fuck is this? They're like, Marine Cathedral. Like, yeah, this is the thing we all know about. Yeah. Um, which is going to get... Yeah, somebody just built this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is going to get even more fucked up because it's the murder world of cathedrals. <laughs> <laughs> it is a death church. <laughs> I don't know... Who built this? I don't know if this is like Tomoe built this, if the Witches Five built it, if this is just like some new construction project. Uh, because it is, it's it's it is buck wild. This whole situation. This is another Jedi project. Yeah, is this? Did Maxfield Stanton try to fund this before he died? What is happening? Yes. 
I fully believe Maxfield Stanton tried to form his own church. Oh. Tomoe found it and was like, no one's using this. Make it into a church. This thing looks like it was constructed by somebody who was at peak energy. (laughs) (laughs) And so they go in, and you know how at churches there's a million pictures of Cupid? Yeah, right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is, here's the thing. This is a cathedral, but it is in no way, like, we talked about, um, like, the use of Christian iconography in this show. This, This is in no way anything even remotely resembling Christian iconography. Nope. Because it's like, like I said, it's all decorated with stars instead of crosses. So it looks like a cathedral devoted to Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah. Which I would attend, I think. Yeah. But like, yeah, there's there's a bunch of, uh, I, what are these frescoes? What are these? Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of, that, that, that of makes Cupid. Sense. I mean, you could just say they're cherubs with with bows and arrows, but it. I mean, that's what Cupid looks like, so... Uh, it's Cupid. Later, you'll see a stained glass butterfly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a giant organ. So Which, they walk know, in. What, what, spoiler warning, but when the Messiah shows up. <laughs> well, we'll I see. mean, not a lot of Christian iconography in that one. Either. You mean the ambassador of good, but okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so they walk in and they're like, look at all those, uh, those effed up Cupids. All right. Well, whatever. And then all of a sudden, all the again you're like you called them frescoes they're like slabs of red stone with cupids carved into them and they all start shifting and lining up into like like dominoes and then we cut to we cut to Udeel. well she's controlling them so she is at uh she is at you know the master control panel for this death trap filled church mm-hmm. right and so, like, what what does she got, Jordan? Does she have her computer? Does she have her tin can full of electronics? Like, well, how that is she controlling sense. these attacks? Well, Chris, that's not how you control a cathedral. I mean, you're, let's be uh, real. You're right. I'm sorry. This is something completely different. It's well, it's not exactly a foosball table, <laughs> but it's pretty much a foosball table. It's a hundred percent a foosball table. Well, it isn't because that's not how foosball works. <laughs> well, it. She's. Yeah, well, it's a foosball table, but it's like instead of having the controls on the sides, yeah, where, it's at and the like end. lines of players, she has controls on the end, but there's still like a soccer goal there. Yes, and so she's like moving the slabs from one end to the other, trying to hit these two pieces representing Neptune and Uranus so that are on the board. It, I mean, you called it, dude. It is murder world as hell. <laughs> it makes so little sense. Because so so as she, as I mean, she no, yanks, I'm fucking into it. I love Murder World. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do too. Except Murder World makes more sense than this does. <laughs> it yes. really does. Uh, again, she. I mean, she, like, somehow, sometimes she's able to move all of them at once, even though she only has two hands. Don't ask. Like when she yanks on one of these poles on the table, a giant slab of of stone goes flying across the room but not even like on a track the way that the the poles are in the in the in the simulation it's literally just thrown at them like someone super strong just chucked a thing like ass over tea kettle like flip 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 totally weird yeah it's bonkers completely yeah is she is she just like maybe she's been the macgyver of the witches fives this whole time and she's just been like i have to make a death church and I only have this foosball table and some cupids <laughs> and some bubblegum and string. I mean, it's pretty elaborate, but yeah, that, apparently that's the case. 
Oh, by the way, and also magic happens because <laughs> like once she runs out of when they world shaking and, and deep submerge their way out of it, like another one just like appears. Yeah. It just like wah, fades into existence. It's going to kill or I'll kill. It's going to slam into Uranus. Oh, and we forgot to we forgot to mention what happened right before they went inside. Before they went inside the cathedral, they uh, reiterated their let each other die pledge. <laughs> <laughs> they reiterated their okay, we're, we're all agreed. The most important thing is the talismans and if that means we die like too fucking bad like everybody, we don't give a shit, right? Right, agreed. Neptune breaks breaks her vow because she jumps and uh, knocks Uranus out of the way and gets hit by the slab herself. Mm-hmm. And uh, the slab then spirits her away into another place that we don't know where. Yeah. Well, it's it's in, like, I guess they were in the... Uh, Atrium? I mean, I don't know what c- cathedrals are called. I guess that was the nave? Oh. Uh, and now they're going into what, the, in the southern churches of my youth, would be called the Fellowship Hall? Yep. Yep. Yeah, Cassidy, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, Yeah. <laughs> They're good. They they were in they were in uh, where you shake hands with the pastor after the church. Yes. N- now they're in now they're in where the sermon happens. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which is that's where Udeal is uh, sitting in Playing front of the on a pipe organ. Well, and yes. we are going to find out that she is only miming yes. the pipe organ while she has a boombox play like uh, like the music next to her, which is one theme. of the more amazing touches. I love her. She's fun. We have fun here. <laughs> She is very extra, and I love her. <laughs> There's no reason for her to be pretending to play the organ. She just got caught up in the Phantom of the Opera moment of it all and thought, this will be fun. Well, it could happen well, yeah, to any of us. When you have a 40-foot-tall organ. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, why not? Why not, so, why not roll with it? Udeal announces over the intercom of this church. <laughs> so, uh, great. I caught Neptune. Uh, guess what? She's the one with the talisman, asshole. So get ready. I'm going to tear her heart out. Um, so so Uranus starts running. <gasps> this well, she the- walks into the she walks into the hall and she sees uh, Mishiru is on one of those slabs, but like like all like kind of it has t- like bound her to the slab, but like yeah, it's grown as tentacles. though she has been baked into it. Like she's almost like frozen in carbonite, but Halfway. like. Halfway, yeah. It's very weird. Like, none of this Super stuff makes weird. sense. The whole thing is crazy. Like, the, the wall has tentacles now. Uh, oh, by the way, in, in addition, so you mentioned that this is the, the church hall where the sermon would be given. Sure, except where all the pews would be is a bottomless pit. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a walkway down the middle with a bottomless pit on either side. And then the walls yes. have more cupids. So Uranus runs out to try to save Neptune. And we learn these cupids on the walls are different cupids. Uh, these slabs turn sideways and shoot a million darts. Yeah, that hit her. Mm-hmm. That, like, Absolutely. she gets shot. Oh, like, yeah. so much. So many times. A hundred thousand times. Brutally. And she falls over. And that's when we get the close-up on Udiel's hands. Like, just not... Touching the keys, which is really fun. And we see that it's um, a boombox. But yeah. So uh, she's like, hey, hey, dummy. Uh, if like if anyone else passes over this bridge but me, they will be punished by God. 
And yeah. Neptune's or Uranus is like, what? Because Uranus is still alive, even though she's been shot by machine gun arrows about 50 times. Is this, is this not how the churches you guys went to as kids worked? Or? Uh, well, I was Presbyterian. I think this might be Baptist. <laughs> so she goes, yeah, listen, don't worry. I haven't taken out Neptune's talisman yet. Uh, I was thinking I would take out somebody else's talisman first. Oh, guess what? Yours! Um, <laughs> and this is this is the time when the first time I watched the series, especially, but this time slightly less so, I was going, yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck you guys. Because they went around all the time going, oh, yeah, you know what? We're just going to tear people's heart out. It's no big deal. Uh, boop, boop, boop. Uh, they're probably going to die, whatever. And they never went. Do you think it might be us? Like, it could be us. <laughs> Fuck you. It's them. <laughs> so so she's yeah, going to... I kind of love this because uh, Udell's like, yeah, I'm going to take your talisman. And Uranus is like, hey, stupid. It can't be in mine. I don't have a pure heart. I was going to murder everybody. <laughs> yeah, so uh, she's going to uh, 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 Uranus's heart with the heart gun. And so Neptune tears herself out of the vines slash tentacles slash whatever. Because yeah, they because they look like vines. They don't look like stone. Like I don't I don't know what any of this is supposed to be. Yeah, it's it's, it's magic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh oh, it's magic. No, they're <laughs> supposed to be scientists, but she's also a witch, so I don't know. A little of both. It's Doctor Doom situation. So she runs out. Oh, guess what? She gets shot with a million darts. <laughs> And, like, listen, we can't emphasize enough how violent the animation of them getting shot is. It's like a red and black silhouette, but it's, like, just them, like, it's it's they're being shot yeah. by a lot it, of things. It's so it's so herky-jerky, because it's, like, a quick succession of images. It's not, not animated style, but, like, a quick succession of still images, but really fast. And their bodies are, like, jerking all over the place as they get fucking blown away. Yes. Mm-hmm. Except that then when we see it cut to them, there are no darts, there is no blood, there is no injury. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, ow, it their hurts. Their outfits aren't even torn up. No, not even a little. <laughs> Which when we see them getting shot, it's like, like, we see, like, stuff coming off of them. Mm-hmm. They knew. I Listen, this is probably them going, uh, again, spoiler, a character is about to commit suicide. Let's. Let's tone it back a little. <laughs> Let's not have them all bleed all over the place. Yeah, but like, yeah. the, the scenes of them getting shot, we see fucking exit wounds. It's bananas. Yeah. <laughs> so does that stop uh, uh, Neptune? No, it doesn't. So let's have another round of shots. Yeah. <laughs> and then this time we get some, uh, some uh, symbolism of a pink rose falling to the ground. Yep. <laughs> Oh, this it's, is much more dramatic than I remembered. <laughs> it's so dramatic. It's like, especially after like last episode where it's like, yeah, uh, Minako is giving all of her blood. And then when she loses her pure heart, she's going to be like, ha, 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 and run around. Like, this is so crazy. They literally run out of ammo. They shoot until they are out of ammo. And guess what? It doesn't stop her. She is, uh, she's again, breaking her, her vow. Of not helping. Yeah, so she stumbles over to Udiol, 
like basically throws herself on the the black star syringe rifle and gets shot point blank and her heart is blown out the back of her chest yep but her heart is not the uh the the crystal that we've seen the pure heart that we've seen so many times in this show well, it starts out that way, but yeah. Yeah, well, hers starts out that way, but then becomes something different. We also get a flashback to the hand job uh, from earlier in the episode. <laughs> yeah, the hand job. Okay. Hand fun. Hand uh, fun. And her, her pure heart crystal turns into a mirror with a, with a fucking Neptune symbol on it, no less. Cool. Yep. Uh, so then uh, Uranus goes, uh, uh, f- oh, shit. <laughs> I'm fucked. Mm-hmm. And she's like, so it's true. We're the ones who had him sealed within us. And then she starts talking to the Messiah. Yeah. Well, she prays. She's in a cathedral. Yeah. And she prays. And we get a shot of a stained glass window. And the stained glass window has what you know what you see in every uh, stained glass window in a cathedral, which is a butterfly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. She says, uh, oh, Messiah, is this the punishment you have given us? Uh, yes. Uh, so then all of a sudden the sun shines through the stained glass butterfly and illuminates the messiah who has like take a moment picture in your head the messiah are you picturing a uh pink lady with 12 foot long hair and butterfly wings always (laughs) yeah the messiah is a fairy we all believe in fairy realms Mm mm-hmm Speaking of speaking of being able to play changeling, uh, uh, white wolf changeling. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, we got to turn this into the world of darkness. But then uh, uh, Haruka blinks, and it turns out that what she thought was the Messiah, it, it's not. She's not the Messiah. Okay, it's actually just the immortal queen of the universe. <laughs> it's Yusaki. That's an easy mistake to make. <laughs> now, okay, I have a whole bunch of things. First of all, let me start by saying they also did this really lazy. Because usually in this sort of situation, they would do a thing where the character was in a similar pose or the background was the same or there's some hint that, oh, that thing I saw wasn't the thing I saw. I actually saw this thing. They they look nothing alike. I, okay. I think the idea is meant to be that the light shining through the stained glass window that has the butterfly on it illuminated Usagi in such a way that it kind of looked like she had butterfly wings. No, I, I understand that that's, pink light. But that's, yeah, that's what the person it. who wrote the script was thinking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is not what happens at all. Yeah, yeah the animators did not cooperate. <laughs> animators uh, got a deadline. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they saw the animatic and they went, well, that's totally wrong. And they were like, uh, sorry, too bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but also, okay, now now I need to talk to you about a thing that I didn't talk about earlier, but I really want to talk about. Usagi shows up. Uh, it's important to note she's Usagi. She's not Sailor Moon. Because as we know, she does not have her transformation brooch. Now, I'm assuming we're going to learn more about this next episode, which I have not yet watched. For years, anyway, for years. What the fuck happened at the end of her conversation with Sailor Pluto? So Sailor Pluto comes to her in an aquarium and says, My name's Setsuna. I'm their friend from way back. I, too, have a helicopter, and I know where they're going? Like, what? how did they get here? What was the plan? I, 
what is going on? <laughs> Presumably, she gave Usagi the same map. Yuri, okay, Faruka, meet you. She was like, I intercepted this fax. Yeah. <laughs> it's 1994. Uh, and, like, and Usagi then took a boat to this oil rig i'm sure a bus runs out there <laughs> jordan. The oil rig. jordan yes she's a sailor <gasps> oh, of course she took a boat <laughs> she is not a sailor she is a schoolgirl. they she's, just dress the same she, she can use the, the we had an off-screen use of the luna pen yeah. yeah that is actually i i did talk about that with with devon i uh, not not to use it but i was like oh now she's powerless well except the transformation pen which we, she will maybe never she, use again she was like transform me into a super cute helicopter pilot <laughs> <laughs> could she say transform me into sailor moon i think if she did she would look like when uh venus was dressed as sailor moon yeah. <laughs> the, the party city sailor moon yeah that we love so much um so at any rate Wait, but yeah, here's here. what I love about this episode. Usagi, keep in mind, uh, Uranus still has her transformation brooch. Right. Which, by the way, means that if UDL knew that, UDL could get the silver crystal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, the most powerful thing in the world. <laughs> but Sailor Moon just rolls up, kicks in the door, and is like, yo, what's up? And then just fucking <laughs> fist fights UDL, which yes. I love. She charges at her and fucking Goldberg spears her. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta believe in the power of love, dude. Yep. And, and almost kills her. (laughs) Like, for real almost. Like, for real almost human murders her. Yeah, because Udeal, it knocks her off the bridge. Uh, Udeal does a very cartoony wobble on the edge for like Udeal suddenly becomes fucking Team Rocket right after murdering two people. (laughs) And then she jumps like 20 feet. Grabs onto a thing. I don't a uh, something that's on a rope. And then it's a it's a the there's still construction going on here, so mm-hmm. it's like a wrecking ball. But I don't know why you would have a wrecking ball doing construction. It's a crane, is what okay. it is. She grabs yeah. onto like a crane hook or something, and then but as soon as she grabs it, it also like releases, and so that goes slowly or quickly or whatever down into the bottomless pit where. Yeah. I'm sure we'll hear from her again. Mm-hmm. So Usagi goes and grabs the mirror, but because it's not a, because it's a talisman and not a heart crystal, they can't just put it back in your chest, which is a weird distinction, but one that kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll give it to him. And it's harder to get a mirror back in there than whatever weird abstract representation of a heart they were fucking around with earlier. I wish, I mean, I wish it wasn't floating in a bubble. I wish she could just grab the mirror and just try to like push it into her. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but Haruka's like, Hey, don't worry about it. This is fine. We found the talismans. This is what we were, we were, we were fucking born to die and gives her back the, the silver crystal grabs the, the black star rifle and then is going to shoot herself, and we get, like, this extended scene of Usagi trying to wrestle a gun away from a suicidal person. Yep. Which is, again, like, we, we're we just here to have a good time. <laughs> Not today. Oh, and I should bring back that Uranus is already, like, said again after Michiru dies, that's not fair, going into your own world like that where I can't follow. And I'm like... Oh no, they're too in love. And I really, we get a really cute scene where uh, Haruka's like, no, I have to get this talisman out of me. 
And Usagi's like, no, we can, like, we don't need them. Like, we'll save the world without it. And uh, Ruka's like, what? And Usagi's like, I'll do it. I'll save the world. And that's such a great Usagi moment. That's yes. so good. Because, like, and, and like then, she's like, she doesn't know how. She's just like, yeah, I can, I can do it. I'll save the world. You don't have to hurt yourself. I'll do it. Like, whatever whatever I need to do, I'll get it done. Ruka's like, oh, it's funny. I almost believe you. And then she just goes, boom, and, like, shoves her real hard down yeah. on the ground. And then it's like, Sailor Moon, take these, take these two talismans, find the other one, and you win the day. And then she blows her own fucking heart out. Yeah. Yep. Again, the fucking, we don't see that like we see the, uh, the, the, like, Cupid arrow stuff, but it is still, like, shocking. Yeah. Her heart turns into a sword, a, a jeweled sword. Yeah. Which is weird because I always I always see pictures of uh, Uranus and Neptune holding these swords, but I guess they never will now that they're dead. <laughs> no, that's that's just weird uh, foreshadowing people are doing. Mm, okay, uh, and then the scouts run in too late, assholes. Yeah, well, well, where were they? What vote <laughs> did they take? <laughs> and then uh, Pluto is in the background behind them, still not dressed as Sailor Pluto, still dressed in her. Her casual clothes. No, her yeah. civilian clothes, actually. They're it's, not it's casual. Not, They're Sailor very Pluto doesn't show up. Setsuna Mayo shows up. Right, 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 right. And uh, then the episode uh, ends. Yeah. Um, that is okay. an episode. That's another episode where Sailor Moon doesn't transform. But I wouldn't say, statistic takers, that she was unhelpful. Uh, yeah, that was the most helpful body <laughs> slam. Very... Yeah, she did almost murder someone with her hands. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, here's, before we get into the, the sort of wrap up of the show, here is my theory. Okay. Now that, uh, cause I honestly, I did not know that the talismans were going to be in their hearts, which in retrospect is super fucking obvious, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know that like, cause I knew, cause again, I also knew those were the talismans, <laughs> but I didn't put that together. So I guess my, I guess my theory now because I did put together who Sailor Saturn is. So I guess I think that Sailor Saturn has the third talisman when we finally meet her, which I assume is impending. Because we have eight out of the nine, right? Like, now that Satsuna's here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so that's so nobody tell me, but that is my that yeah. is my current working theory. Oh. So that brings us to the end of the episode. And as always, I feel like we learned a lot. Uh, so, uh, it's oh, time geez. to talk about what we learned from the episode. It's time for Sailor Business Says. And Cassidy, we will start with you. What did you learn from this episode? Oh, uh, what didn't I learn? <laughs> <laughs> I think the most important thing I learned is that the simple plan is the best. You want the silver crystal? You just go up to the girl and just rip it out of her shirt or whatever and be like, it's mine now, bitch. Push her over. Yeah, maybe maybe don't wear the most powerful artifact in the world that on too, your shirt. Yeah. Like on the other side. into your bow. <laughs> uh, Jordan, what did you learn? I learned uh, the secret to hacking, which was pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. More tin cans of uh, of food. That setup is so amazing. I I uh, they should sell a prop replica of that. Yes. I would. I would. Well, I think we know what next year's pin is going to be. <laughs> No. <laughs> How about you, Chris? What'd you learn? I learned that when you're designing your 50th floor all-encompassing aquarium room, make sure you mm -hmm. leave enough room for the helipad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that is uh, one episode one ten, the death of Uranus and Neptune, the talisman appears. I re- like, I really liked this one. I thought there's a lot of good stuff in this one, like genuinely good emotional writing, like a lot of like really cool symbolism, like I, the the stuff with the hands as like overtly sexual as it was. It reminded me a lot of like the anime equivalent of the Jim Steranko Nick Fury sex scene that always, everybody always talks about. You know the one. Uh, oh yeah, with the with yeah. the phone off the hook. Except then they had to get rid of that part. Yeah, the phone off the hook and the 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 jacket over the chair and the uh, the close ups and like it, it's it's very like it's not quite as artful as that, but it is like a good moment of like symbolism you can show on television of these two characters and their relationship. Like the don't go into a place where I can't follow is like really sweet and and cute and well done. Uh. And Usagi just being like, I'm not Sailor Moon, but fuck it. Like, <laughs> like let's let's fucking rumble. Uh, again, that's something that I, like, any, there is a trope in fiction that gets me every time. And that's, like, when a character doesn't have their superpowers or doesn't have their thing, but they're still, like, going to stand up and fight the villain. Like, that is dope as hell. I love that every time. It happens in Tokusatsu a lot, too. But, yeah, like... Some really good stuff. Um, Cassidy, your final thoughts on the episode? Uh, yeah, this is an extremely well-written episode. Like, it's just a great highlight on Uranus and Neptune's relationship, which is heartbreaking. And I absolutely love this episode, just everything about it. I love a good I love a good downer story. So <laughs> one where everyone dies in the end is pretty good. And um, we did get one shot with my favorite character, Sailor Chibi Moon. So not a total loss. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to bring you back to talk about some more chibi focused stuff yeah. as we go. I was forward. probably I was probably the only person who was disappointed to realize chibi sodes were not actually about chibi <laughs> uh. Well, at least you can take heart in the fact that uh while we had a real problem with chibi usa, at least one yeah. of us fucking loves chibi moon. <laughs> yep. Uh, Jordan, any final thoughts on the app? Uh yeah, it was again, it was really great. I give uh I give Neptune and Uranus a lot of guff for being dicks because they're dicks. But this was a really good one, and uh, yeah, yeah, I- I'm glad I uh, saw it. Do you think it softens their character at all that they are willing to do to themselves the thing they were willing to do to everyone else? Good question. Because, because um, like, you know, Haruka has once once uh, Michiru is gone, Haruka has no hesitation. Like, I-, I think if it was, you know, if it was if it was a choice between like, oh, you have to take it out of Michiru, then I think she, like we, it would have been a completely different scenario. But sure. if Michiru is you know ostensibly dead, like Haruka has nothing to live for but the mission. Yeah. So why not? You know. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, honestly, the <laughs> the first time I saw this episode, I was so mad at them that I was I wasn't being very generous, and I was kind of like serves you right rather than. <laughs> It's softening it, but um, uh, but yeah, no, I think that makes sense. I mean, that it, it does it does help that they are willing to to do that. That said, they should really just trust Sailor Moon when she says there's a better way. Because guess what? There's a better way. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that does it, everybody. Uh, we are going to be back next week with another episode. But before we get out of here, Cassidy. Where can everybody find you if they want to see your art or talk to you about Sailor Moon? Oh, yeah. Well, I can always be found on Twitter at CassidyStone1. That's a number one. Um, And there you'll find art, me talking about stuff, and all that goodness. Great. 
You can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. You could find our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore Mason. Uh, he's got a bunch of other podcasts that he works on, like uh, The Morphin Grid and The Cool Kids Table and Pokemon World Tour and Pokemon World Tour United. Chris, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the ISB. You can find uh, my website at the-isb.com, which will have links to things I've written, including comics. Uh, I've got a big May. Uh, Chad Bowers and I, my co-writer, we have Sword Quest debuting from Dynamite. Uh, the zero issue of that, which is the first chapter, costs 25 cents. Uh, and I nice. believe will be out as you listen to this episode. Uh, or, yeah. As early as this episode is going to come up, that will be out at your local store. So head over there and get it. Uh, And then on May 17th coming up, it's the release date for Deadpool Bad Blood. Uh, Chad and I wrote that with Rob Liefeld, who did all the art. And Jordan, you were the editor on that. Sure was. It was a long time coming, but it's it's super worth it. It's a gorgeous looking book and it's super fun. Yeah, it's going to be really great. Uh, No Sailor Moon jokes, no Xena jokes in that one, unfortunately, but a lot of really fun stuff. Uh, so that does it for this week. Um, oh wait, did I say you can email the show? You can email the show at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the show at Sailor Business. You can back the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash sailorbusiness. Or you can uh, leave us a rating or review on iTunes, which does help people find the show, believe it or not. Or tell a friend. That's the best way to, to spread the word, is to say that you like the show to someone who you think might like it. That would Yay. be super cool. Uh, but that does it for this episode. We're going to be back next week with episode 111 of Sailor Moon S. Okay. Uh, the Holy Grail's mystical power, Moon's double transformation. Well, I wonder what will happen. <laughs> and until then, keep your mind on Sailor Business. after the tone. Your stupid answering machine cut me off before I'd finished speaking to you. Well, never mind. I'll tell you all now. Anyway, I know you two are looking for the pure heart crystals. If you wanted to, we could join forces in this particular chase. No need to worry, though. My boss doesn't need to know about it. It would be a deal between me and you. Think about it, and we can meet in secret. I'll send you a map of the location by fax. I think she's probably found out who the holders of the pure heart crystals are. Yeah, it seems to confirm my hunch. At last. <laughs>